Hello everybody and welcome back. I am your host Armin Jackson and today you are watching Marvel Maniacs, the show that brings you constant and daily updates pertaining to all things Marvel. Now, I know I haven't uploaded in a week and two days, I believe, uh, but I was hoping to publish this right before it becomes tomorrow at 12 because currently it's 11.33. So, Tomorrow, I'm also going to do another video explaining uh, who that was at the end of Doctor Strange in the end credit scene. Uh, or I could just do that right now if we have enough time for this uh, little segment. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Okay, so you all know uh, Jane Foster from the Thor movies, correct? Correct. And she's making her quote-unquote comeback and I thought it'd be a good idea to do a little um how she become Thor in the comics type video which isn't a type of video it's what we're doing today okay so I might be a little iffy on some facts so correct me if I'm wrong but right away um just jumping right into this so, first we had to cover how Thor became unworthy. Now, how Thor became unworthy is actually a pretty entangled story with another comic book issue running all the way back in 2014. And that's basically the age of Jane Foster. That whole year was just Jane Foster. So, what had happened was, Nick Fury, the white version of Nick Fury, which is actually, from facts, the father of the black Nick Fury, um, he kind of went rogue, and I'm giving you a very um, short summary here. He had went rogue, and he was actually killing like a lot of people and so at one point in time he had killed the watcher and stole his eyes so the avengers figured out who was killing all these people and it was him so they went to go stop him from gaining the watcher's eyes but it was too late he already had him so when thor came in trying to stop him from above nick fury held him off and actually stopped him by uttering three simple words and these three words just completely drained Thor of all his worthiness from his hammer. And his hammer had crashed onto the moon, which is actually where they were fighting. And so after the battle was all said and done, he tried to pick up his hammer, but it just wouldn't budge. And then he tried this for I want to say weeks, but I'm a, just for a safe bet, days. And he did not do anything else in this time period. All he did was try to lift his hammer. He was in denial at this point. It's like when you go through a breakup and you don't want to believe it. Five stages of grief. But, um, so, like I said, he kind of lifted his hammer. 
But at this point, Thor started to gain an attraction of people, which was including his father and his mother, and a little bit of Asgard. And they just stared and watched him. They slept, went home, came back. He was still there trying to lift his hammer desperately. And so when Odin arrived, he got the rundown of the situation. And we even learned that the Asgardians asked Captain America what had happened, and he was the one who gave them the information. So after Odin learned of what happened, he basically said that Thor will speak to me. I'm his father. And so Odin kept on trying to talk to him, but Thor wouldn't speak until he finally broke down and said all he said was three words. And when Odin tried to ask him what were the words, Thor didn't know. He couldn't remember. All he remembered, what all he could do was imagine Nick Fury saying the words. But, um, at this point, people also start to do their own little theories. Like me, whenever I get on this channel and start talking about Marvel, they said that they think it's some sort of magic or witch witchcraft. And Odin was also kind of having his own little theories. He started saying that he started running down the list of people who use magic and his basically was his son's greatest foes. And Loki made the list and so did I almost said the Scarlet Witch. Um I always the Enchantress, that's her name. I always forget her. But um the Enchantress and Loki made the list, but it, it long story short, it wasn't them. And so, at this point, Thor, Otis, Odin got sick of Thor trying, trying to ignore him and just lift his hammer. So he shoved Thor out of the way and tried to pick it up himself, but quickly found out that this would not be the case. And so Thor got up, walked away, and his mother asked him what he was doing. And this is when he said that he was going to go to the Hall of Weapons and then Earth. And then in Thor fashion, this is exactly what he got. He did. He got himself a new weapon. And he went down to Earth where he was fighting um, the Dark Elves. And yes, the same Dark Elves from the second Thor movie, which I personally thought was really good. I mean, like I just rewatched it, so it's still fresh in my brain. But in case if you're a comic book fan but don't really read the Thor comic books, or you're like me and you don't read the comic books all that much, but you still know almost everything about them, then um, that uh, then this is the perfect way for you to find out how Thor lost his arm because it's actually in this same issue issue five where i forgot to mention the title of this issue is the unworthy four issue five and as the leader of the dark elves kind of 
you know, subdue him, he picks up Thor's axe and he cuts his arm off with it, which is how he lost his arm. Now, skipping a lot of Thor stuff, uh, he basically got a metal arm instead. That's how he got the classic one, or his old, the first version of his arm. Because as you know, this arm isn't really the one you see a lot. And in fact, I actually predict this happening in this movie. He will lose his arm. And uh, in this very same issue, we also get to see a mysterious lady pick up the Thor hammer and say that there must always be a Thor. And easily picking it up, she becomes the new Thor. Now, at this point, you can already guess who it is, and you wouldn't really need to since this is a video about how Jane Foster became Thor. Um... But yeah, this mystery woman issues, like a couple issues later, is revealed to be Jane Foster. Now, this is where we get into a lot. Uh, basically, giving you the short rundown is that Jane, we learn that she has breast cancer and she's dying from it, which that doesn't really seem to be the case in the movie. And I predict that it'll be like a little, you know, a little end credit scene. But I have a whole, I'm going to do a whole theory on Monday about uh, the end credit scenes, what they will be. And so basically, um, at this point, we, like I said, we learned that she has breast cancer. And... Basically, she's just dying from it. Now, you would have thought that the medication that they were giving her would be working, but you're actually wrong since it's the fact that the medication isn't working at all. It used to, but now it's not. And this is because of her new abilities, aka becoming Thor. Because within each transition of her becoming Thor, it kills all of the medicine. And it starts to just make the cancer worse and worse. And that's why she dies from it, even though she is Thor. Now, we act now Thor and um, well, Thor. I guess you could just call him Odin's son. Thor and Odin's son come face to face, and they have an initial confrontation because Thor believes that she's just some random woman using magic on his hammer and he actually demands for his hammer back but Jane or Thor says no you're not gonna get this back I'm sorry but no and she she knows who he is but he, again he still doesn't know who Thor is or who's behind Thor so they, like I said, get into a fight, but frost giants start to attack. And so, well, actually, this is the same, not the same place, but this is the same place where 
Again, this isn't the same place where he got his arm cut off. There are just frost giants in this location too. Um, this is the scene where Thor was, or Odinson was fighting a bunch of frost giants, and he basically was handling it, and then Jane got there, and then that's when this whole thing started. And so, after they defeat the frost giants together, because, you know, they were getting attacked, um, Odin, the... Nomir starts to come back and circle around, and Thor is holding his hand up, so he, or sorry, Odinson is holding his hand up, so he thinks Nomir is about to come to him, but really, it passes him, and it goes to Jane Foster, Thor, I, I don't know why I'm getting this wrong, it goes to Thor, and this is the point where Odinson just realizes that, yeah, I'm not getting that hammer back, and I accept it, because in all my years of having Mjolnir, it never flew to me like how it flew back to you. And if you can't tell already, he actually does have an emotional connection to this hammer, and that's one of the many things that made him Thor, even though he still has the power inside of him to command lightning. Or thunder. And... In this point of time, he thinks that his mother has been captured, which also led to the confrontation earlier and their battle. So he starts to ask her again if um, she's his mother because she's been missing for a while and he's been searching for her. But this is when Jane stops him and kisses him. And basically at this point, he realizes that this is not his mother, and thank God it isn't. But I believe this is also the time, or later in the time frame where Thor realizes that this is actually Jane Foster as Thor, not some kind of witch or his mother, thankfully. But, um, yeah. And basically, we jumping past a few issues because, again, remember, I'm only doing the ones that have like an actual impact on Jane's career. Um, we learn later that the words that were whispered to Thor was that Thor was right. Those three words. And you, if you're just catching up on who Gore is, and you're like, wait, didn't he just appear in a Marvel event? Isn't he like a new villain? How, and all the way back in 2014, is he a villain back then? Well, he's not actually a new villain. He's quite an old villain. He just didn't get the much as much recognition or as much pop-ups like, oh, I'm here, you know. So, um, yeah, and so going back to the whole Gore event, not the new one, the old one, uh, Gore was based, his mission is basically to kill all gods, because I believe, I'm a little fuzzy on his origin, but I believe it was that a god 
could have saved his family, but he didn't, and instead they died. That's a very, very watered down, basically surface dry uh, origin story. So from there, he decided to kill all gods because he deemed them selfish and knew that all of them only cared about themselves and nobody else. And he uh, was telling Thor this, and he said, you know I'm right. All gods are selfish. The only people you guys care about is yourselves. So therefore, all must go. I mean, like, he did end up beating Gore, but at the same time, uh, this kind of made his faith waver. And it's not the fact that it was any type of magical sorcery that did this to him when Fairy spoke these words. It was just the fact that deep down he knew that he was selfish, which made him think that he was unworthy. So it was more like a mental block. Actually, it was like the same thing that happened inside of the Sam Raimi's film in Spider-Man 2 when Spider-Man had that mental block and couldn't uh, use his powers. It Actually, that's exactly how it is. But anyways, jumping a few issues ahead, um, we learned that Jane Foster has started a relationship with Sam Wilson, yes, and at this point, uh, this is Captain America, and if you don't know Sam Wilson, but somehow you're a Marvel fan, he is basically the new leader of the Avengers and the new Captain America, and so... Oh, also, please check that series out. To me, it's one of the best series, Marvel series that they have so far. Uh, but anyways, going back. Um, Falcon, or Captain America, learns that she's dying from cancer. And basically, they break up because he doesn't want to see her die. And yeah, he doesn't want to see his girlfriend die. Um, sorry, if, also, I don't know why I don't put this in the intro, but if you don't know, these recordings aren't pre-recorded or anything, so I, I don't really edit them, I'm not sure how, because, again, I've only been doing this for, like, a couple months, not counting the 10-month break I took, not counting that, but, um, yeah, and I don't write scripts for these, so... Yeah, so that's why my voice sounds like this, <laughs> like I'm still going through puberty, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's why I do, but yeah, a lot in ands, so yeah, that was just to let you guys know, just in case you're wondering, like, why is he doing a lot of stuttering, it's because of that, but jumping back into this, um, that was just, like, a short little relationship thing I wanted to tell you guys about. Um, but we're getting close to an ending that's gonna leave you heart. So, Jane is just dying at this point. And she knows this, but she tells herself that Thor wouldn't give up, even if it meant risking his own life. And so she keeps on pushing. 
and pushing yourself, right? And during a battle, sadly, she uh, she goes to help Thor, and she wraps the um, a being that I believe is called God Man up in a rope, which is tied to her hammer, and throws the hammer. I believe it was into the sun or something like that. I'm still fuzzy on the details, but that's what she basically does. <laughs> and and uh, in, in doing this, she actually lost Nonir forever. But in doing this, like like I just said, uh, she lost it, which means that she she's gonna die because now she's transformed back into Jay. And Odin's Odin Odin's son knows this and he's just asking her why. But she stops him and basically just tells them to enjoy the last moment that they have spent together. And they kiss with burning passion and she dies in the next issue. But later She's revived, and she is turned into a Valkyrie. And Valkyrie is basically the best of the best warriors of warriors of Asgard. You know, Valkyrie from Thor, Ragnarok. Yeah, if you've seen it, that's what she's a part of now. She even has her own little weapon and everything. Um, and Thor... Due to a couple events, he gets his, he's worthy again, and he gets his hammer back. And he actually ends up fighting Gore again. I mean, like, he wasn't really that much involved with it for some reason. Venom is the one who defeated Gore, and yes, that Venom. But, um, yeah, he even became some of the most powerful versions of himself to ever debut. And he end up, ended up becoming king of Asgard. So, all in all, it's up and up for Thor. I mean, like, man's doing really well. But anyways, uh, I'm hoping to upload this within the next four minutes. Because that's when it turns to twelve. And, yeah. So, um, just be on the lookout for my breakdown of the end credit scene for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and tomorrow I'm also going to be doing, um, uh, what should I call it, trailer breakdown for Thor, I'm going to, going to be covering a lot of different trailers over the next week, so stick out for that, also I have a little special surprise for you that's going to be, t- that's going to be on Riverside. So be on the lookout for that. I'll let you know when it's done so you can go check it out. Perfect Side Podcast. But anyways, without further ado, goodbye, my Marvel fanatics.